Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone. The internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Simon Tierney joins us once again to speak once again of something our younger listeners will probably never have heard of. Uh, the roller decks. You're going to have to actually physically describe what a roller deck is, Simon. Okay, a Rolodex is a piece of stationery, really. Um, It's a filing system. It's uh, a wheel containing snap-on index cards, which are about five inches by three and a half inches. And they are categorised alphabetically. So imagine it, say, as an address book or for the more Gen Z listeners, I know you have a lot, Sean. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> Imagine Fine. the contacts. I looked up what that means afterwards, but I'm sure <laughs> the, we have them. <laughs> the contacts list on your mobile phone physically manifesting itself as a sort of wheel of fortune, so yes. to speak. Uh, all encased in lovely um, Bakelite or plastic. <laughs> Ah, Bakelite. Bakelite was nice, but it's probably rotten for the environment, I, I, I'm Dreadful. assuming. Uh, right, so... Um, uh, so and it was pretty much for some years it was a standard feature on every desk every desk yeah um you know we need to we need to think back to the analog age Sean when um you had to physically retain the contact details of your acquaintances and friends, their addresses, if you wanted to send them a, a letter or a telegram, indeed, if we mm. go all the way back. Um, and it's not, I mean, the, the, the philosophy of a Rolodex hasn't changed. We still Rolodex our lives in the sense that we have the contacts in our mobile phone or we might have a social network that we're a part of, like Twitter or Instagram or something like that. And the Rolodex was an analogue social network. Network. It allowed you to create, um, you know, a web of business interests and contact information that meant that you could spread your influence. Uh, mm. And that was very important for business people. And the Rolodex, I should say Rolodex, it's like uh, the way we genericized the term Hoover to mean vacuum cleaner. Um, Rolodex is a company, which I'll come to in a moment. It is a brand name that still produces these products to this day. Uh, mind. Oh, do they? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you, did you ever have a, a Rolodex? No, I'm just trying to think. I don't think so. Uh, but I would have had a, an address book an of address various book. sorts or a Filofax. You know, yeah. that was a lot of people had them back in the a day. Filofax. Yeah. Brilliant. That's very Dell boy of you. Yeah, very. Yeah. It was a fluffy one as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I am BMW keyboard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where did all this start, Sean? So, we need to go back to the 1950s. It's uh, it's one of those classic American products, post-war inventions, 1950s, when the American economy economy was just absolutely booming. And it was popular right through to the 1990s. Even by 1996, there were 10 million Rolodexes being manufactured every year. So it was a, a German immigrant um, engineer and inventor by the name of Arnold Neustadter in Brooklyn in New York who first came up with this idea. And the Rolodex he saw it as yet another dex in his long line of inventions. He had produced uh, objects which were successful in their own right, albeit in a much more minor league. Um, for example, the Swivodex, which was a swivelling inkwell 
which stopped you spilling ink onto your page. Okay. There was the Clipodex, which um, stenographers would strap onto their thighs and it held their notepads in place as they scribbled notes. Okay. And there was the Autodex, which I've actually seen one of these. They're incredible uh, pieces of technology. The Autodex was an address book, but it was made of plastic. And it had a pointer on the side which covered every letter in the alphabet. Mm. And when you moved the pointer to M, it would instantly open that section of the address book. It's like the thing would flip up. It would flip up, indeed. Yeah, it was an incredible piece of of technology, mechanical, of course, and it worked very well and it was popular for a period. So he was used to these kind of office solutions, uh, so to speak. And when he came up with the Rolodex, um, as I said, it had these tabbed sections. It was small. Um, it uh, carried about 100 or 150 uh, index cards in it. So it started out very small. So you could have, you know, a, a sizable enough amount of <coughs> contacts in the Rolodex. It spun on a wheel, plastic handles that you twisted. And it came, as I said, encased in this plastic covering. Now, Within 20 years, this grew exponentially. There were like literally hundreds of Rolodex products getting bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And as the uh, Rolodex grew in popularity, the idea, the symbolism of the Rolodex became very important because it was an object that you kept on your desk or indeed your secretary or clerical assistant kept on their desk. And if it was big, it meant that you had a large social network, that you were someone of considerable influence. It'd be like nowadays, somebody looking and saying, mm, wow, you've got 1,200 Facebook friends, I <laughs> <Yes>. see. <laughs> you must be very important and popular. And it was the thing people would say, oh, put your name in my Rolodex or, you know, or, or a Rolodex was seen as a thing of value depending on, you know, in particular industries because it was full of your most... Yeah, I mean, you know, even I think it was, uh, was it, it when Clinton first went for president in 91, 92, you know, one of his staffers said that I was basically hired for my Rolodex. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there was this idea that people's Rolodex was the was their value, that you were buying their social network, that you were buying their contacts list. So that's how it happened. Um, because the Rolodex became so popular, it eventually they released the Torquematic, which was um, launched in 1977. This was the largest commercially available Rolodex, and it had f- uh, three wheels, which were the size of vinyl records, and it had six thousand index card in it. Wow! So you'd go into someone's office and you'd be say you'd say ah the 1977 Torquematic. Nice machine. <laughs> nice wheels. Nice wheels. The people actually would have that conversation, <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> if I was writing a movie about 1977, I would put that line in a chart. <laughs> so that's how it turned out. But of course, because this was such a valuable object, it became a subject of controversy when someone was leaving a company or when someone got fired. What was going to happen to their Rolodex? That was mm. the big question. And... There were many lawsuits over this. I was investigating this over the weekend and there were some lawsuits by companies which led to the Rolodex rule in the United States, which meant that when you lost your job, resigned your job, got fired, that you weren't allowed to physically remove your Rolodex from your desk. Wow. Now, you could memorize it and recreate yeah. it once you got home, but you could not bring the Rolodex right. home with you because it brought it to question... Who owns 
the contacts on a Rolodex? Does the company own it that you work for or do they belong to you when you leave that company? Right. So, but but you could just copy down the, the information. It's just the physical Rolodex. For you sure. Bring. Yeah. But if, if it's someone really important with a huge Rolodex, the idea of copying down all the contacts on that, you'd want to be pretty desperate to take it with you. Right. Yeah. Because uh, there there is this case about this guy who worked at a, a talent agency and there was a huge court case about that. Yeah. This is an interesting one. Um, this was a guy called Ralph Dennis Finn. Finrock. Um, it was as late as 1998, Sean. He worked for ETM Entertainment Network, which was a big talent agency in California at that time. He resigned his position, but his employer secretly copied, photocopied his Rolodex, which had 7,000 contacts on it, okay. including celebrities such as Andre Agassi and Barbara Streisand, both of whom he represented at that time. And he brought a lawsuit against the company uh, which he had been working for, which had copied his Rolodex. Despite um, a lot of searching, I never wasn't able to find out what the result of that lawsuit was. But what we do know is that this was certainly uh, representative of a crisis for companies in the late 80s and, and the 90s as to who owned the property uh, contained within a Rolodex, for sure. That's so interesting. So presumably the, the, the birth of the uh, mobile phone or a phone that could contain the numbers uh, it was sayonara for the Rolodex. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that, but by 1998, when that lawsuit was taken, mobile phones were... Pretty popular by that stage, mm. I would say. Um, but yeah, by by 2000, the early 2000s, they were going out. We must mention David Rockefeller here. Um, David Rockefeller, who only died um, four years ago, 2017. He was 101 and part, obviously, of the long dynasty of Rockefellers in New York. He was the head of Chase Manhattan Bank um, for a long time and had an incredible amount of wealth and political influence and all the rest. Um, When he died in 2017, a secret was revealed about um, the way he ran his office in the famous uh, Rockefeller Centre in New York City. Uh, He had kept this secret for 50 years, but what he had was a custom-built, five-foot-high, four-wheeled Rolodex. Wow. It was the mother of Rolodexes. I mean, this thing could spin. It had 100,000 cards on it, index cards. That's 100,000 people that he had in his network over a 50-year career. You know, like sometimes the cards like fall out. Like, oh my, imagine getting that job. Well, I tweeted a photograph of this earlier and it's an incredible, it's the size of a large office photocopier, Mm. this machine. And it was electronic as well. So, yeah, I I failed to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, So you could be like, Go to C or whatever, and it would start spinning and it would it would get to it. But what's interesting about um, David Rockefeller, Sean, is that and uh, my sense, never having been a Rolodex user myself, is that people who were really enthusiastic about them, that they didn't just use these as things to record people's telephone numbers. They used it to retain interesting little biographical information or tidbits that might help them to advance their career at some stage Mm. or might allow them to, you know, uh, go on a charm offensive or they might, you know, they might jot down that this person likes something or this person wrote that book or, for example, one of the ones that 
caught my attention in uh, Rockefeller's Rolodex was his card for John F. Kennedy um, was at one of the index cards, one of the 100,000 index cards. And what he'd written on it, apart from his address and, and all the rest, was that he said, first met in England with his father, who was then ambassador to England, Joseph Kennedy, of course, Harvard class of 38. He wrote a book on Europe after he got out of college. It was a bestseller. So he's got, this was obviously written before JFK became, started running yeah. for office, before he became a senator or anything like that. This was probably a man that he felt was going places and I might jot down a few bits of information just to have it on hand the next time I bump into it. That is so interesting. Yeah, because like in the days of the Filofax, and I certainly would do this, I'd write, (laughs) if friends had children, I'd write their names that are children beside. Uh, So you go, how are, you know, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bill and yeah, yeah. Ben kind of thing. And yes, now, of course, yeah. it's not in your phone at all. It's just like, how are the kids? Yeah. Whatever their names are. <laughs> you did mention uh, Generation Z. Uh, Kieran says, uh, Generation Z questions arising from this piece. What's an index card? What does alphabetical mean? What's an address book? What's a file of facts? And a question for me, what does DEX mean? <laughs> okay, well, let's answer the last question first. Uh, in DEX or index is basically... I suppose it, it refers to a way of categorizing things, doesn't it, Sean? Mm. So you know, it's just short for index. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's and the, the dex is just something that you add on as a as a prefix. Yeah. yeah. Simon, fascinating Pleasure. as ever. Thanks Pleasure. very much for coming into us. Simon Tierney there. Ab- Moncrief on News Talk.